Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We continue. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio, inside the convention center at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And man, I don't know if I've ever seen a better rookie season than the one that my next guest had, and that is the quarterback of the Houston Texans, a game changer, a stud, already a top five quarterback, in my opinion, in the NFL. He is CJ Stroud on behalf of Visa today. CJ, great to see you. Congratulations on all your success. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. So I remember the last time I talked to you, I was at the Heisman, and it was right before the college football playoff game up against Georgia. And people were, were kind of down on you, even though you were a, a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. And I said to you, I know you haven't made a decision yet on, on declaring for the draft, but if I'm a GM, why should I take you number one overall? And something that stood out to me, you said, you're more mobile than what people give you credit for, and you hope to put that on display soon. I'm just wondering, since that conversation, we've seen it on the field, have you kind of learned to, to use your legs and move around the pocket a, a little bit more? Oh, yeah, I feel like I've always kind of had that skill. Um, I've been a, a young kid. I'm not, like, super fast, but I'm I'm pretty elusive, and uh, I can extend plays, and I think I did that my whole career, but uh, people highlight a game, and they don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes, you know? So um, it was a lot of things that I was dealing with in college that um, uh, I couldn't run because I was injured or things like that, and I fought through that injury and still tried to play. So I know it's all old news, and I think I'm I'm proving those people wrong right now. So uh, I've been having a, a ball, you know, extending plays in the, at the next level against the best players in the world. I thought your draft coverage was bullcrap. Like, if people didn't want you to be the first quarterback, you know, second quarterback, whatever it was, but this S2 cognitive test, like, it, it had to annoy you, right? That people were, were basically saying that's why you shouldn't get drafted. Not necessarily. Like, I, of course, I wasn't happy about it. But, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the first time people wrote me off or tried to get me to, to be less than than I knew my potential was, you know. So um, I really was kind of ready for it in a sense because I knew something was going to come yeah. with the process. It kind of just how it goes. All the time. You know, so, I mean, I was blessed enough to you know, fight through that and still uh, create – great relationships with these GMs and uh, the owners and the head coaches. And so I think I have a lot of respect around the league on how I conduct myself um, in that manner, of course. And then you turn on the film, uh, you can clearly tell that I was a smart quarterback and uh, I'm still doing it now. So, you know, it's all, it's all good. I'm, I don't have any uh, ill will or any, I'm not mad at anybody. Um, I just, um, I hope it doesn't happen to anybody else, but I knew that I was strong enough to go through it. Talking to CJ Stroud right now, what did this year kind of mean to you? How do you kind of put it into words? Because it was so surreal to watch. I can't imagine actually living through it. It was special, man. You know, just having the opportunity to start as a rookie uh, from game one all the way into the uh, to the playoffs. You know, just a lot of learning, a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of growing. Um, you know, so I had, a, I had an amazing time just 
uh, playing with my teammates and having a great time with them. So, I mean, I just say this season was special, and it's just something I'm going to learn from. Did you know the night of the draft that you were going to be the second overall pick to the Texans? Because it was clear the yeah. Panthers were taking Bryce Young, right? Not really. I didn't know where. I, I thought I could have went one all okay. the way to ten. You know, like, I didn't know where I was going to go. Because I remember yeah. we were sitting at the draft. We were live on location. And everyone's like, oh, CJ's going to fall. CJ's going to fall. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like the day when you wake up and you hear someone's going to fall, they don't usually end up falling. Well, I mean, that's people's opinion and everybody's entitled to their own. But, you know, I live in reality and I'm the person, you know, sitting in the shoes that has to get picked. So uh, I honestly wasn't stressed about it. Like if I dropped, cool. If I got picked early, cool. Because uh, at the end of the day, like it's not in my control. I'm not the one making the decision. I did what I did on film. I had the interviews. I did everything in my power and my control at that point. So at that time, I was kind of relaxed and just ready to figure out where I was going to live for the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, there's this theory out there, and, and you've obviously heard it, that uh, Frank Reich and, and uh, Josh McCown, they wanted to draft you. Then David Tepper of the Panthers, the owner, usurped it to get Bryce Young. There's that video with you and McCown and Reich. It looks like like he's trying to – uh, start some pickup basketball game or whatever he said. Was any of that stuff like true? Did like the, the Panthers? Did it surprise you when they they didn't take you? Uh, I was I was wasn't surprised. I mean, I knew that it was going to be me or Bryce because they were they told they told me that they were looking for a quarterback. Um, and I wasn't um, necessarily saying it wasn't going to be me or it was. I mean, I was kind of just um, looking at my phone ready ready for the phone call. If it came and I seen Bryce and his family. Uh, excited and I was just super happy for my brother you know at that point like uh you see somebody work so hard for so long I've known Bryce since like the eighth grade so yeah. um to see him accomplish his dreams was just amazing and you know I got picked right after him and you can see his reaction then they caught it on video so you know just a lot of a lot of um things that people see online and stuff like that but at the end of the day the Panthers were the ones who made the decision and um you know that that's the decision they made so at the end of the day you know I think Bryce is going to be great there. I know I'm going to be great with the Texans, and everything happens for a reason. It's cool because, you know, I know some of the local guys on, on Sports Radio 610, you know, part of the same company as we're talking to C.J. Stroud. And for three, four years, every time we'd bring him on the show, it was like a negative story with the Texans, negative story with the Texans. To see D'Amico come in, you come in, Will Anderson Jr. come in with the third overall pick, how you guys just changed that organization with Nick Casario so quickly it's it's pretty damn impressive and cool to see. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a uh, it's been a grind, you know. Um, it's not as easy as it seems, and I know um, the people who who are behind closed doors did a lot of great. I mean, behind uh, the scenes, have done a lot of great things that make the, our team so special. Not just like Nick and and D'Amico, they're at the forefront of that, and the McNairs, but uh, just our, our our staff, our janitors, like our our cooks, our chefs, our nutritionists, our strength staff, like a lot of people have been great for a long time and now the world's starting to notice. So, I mean, it's just really special to be a part of some something great. Were you, this may be a weird question for you, but were you surprised the success that you had this year? Cause it didn't seem like there was a, like a, a rookie curve or anything like that. It seemed like you got right into the league and you were elite right away. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I wouldn't say I was surprised. Like I was, I've always been a confident person, you know, I always like have had like my my worries and my doubts in a sense. But, you know, I know that God has put me put a special talent into me and a special type of mindset that I knew uh, if I was just confident in myself that I know I can do anything to crush the strength of me. So um, I really uh, knew I had a feeling I was going to play good after like week one. And really after preseason, like, we played the Dolphins and then we went to the Saints and like the game really started to slow down around, the, around that point. 
And then we played the Ravens, and they were a great defense. And I still moved the ball down the field pretty well. And then we played the Colts, and I played well. So, like, after that, I got my rhythm, and everything started to slow down. When you think of where you could eventually go to, because you're number one, you barely turned over the football. Yeah, he had one of the greatest rookie seasons we've ever seen. What do you think the ceiling of, of C.J. Stroud is? Like, how much better do you think you can get? I think I can get a lot better. You know, it's um, something that I, I pride myself on is never making a mistake twice, you know. And uh, there's a lot of mistakes that I made this year that hopefully I don't do again, you know. And a lot of mistakes are inevitable. Like, what I it learned happens. in this league, you, you throw know. throw the ball 400 yeah. times, you're bound to throw a few interceptions. 100%, you know. And um, the biggest thing for me is just, that next play, letting that next play be my best play. So um, there's a lot of things that I learned this year that I'm going to use next year. And I think the sky's the limit. I don't think there is a limit, to be honest. I don't think the sky or anything. I think uh, whatever uh, whatever the work I put in and whatever God wants for my life is going to happen. Do you feel like right now you're a top five quarterback in the NFL? Yes, sir, I do. Um, I think I put it on film. I think my numbers speak for itself, especially missing two games. You know, I think if I didn't miss those two games, my numbers would have been just as good or – uh, one of the best in the league. So, um, and I think you can see the, Im the impact I, I had on my team, you know. So, uh, I'm not in the in the business of like arguing. I'm top five. I'm not. I really don't care. I mean, I just want to win. Well, who do you think are the the top five quarterbacks in football? Yeah, I was quick on the spot. Uh, I would say, of course, Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I would say Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I would say myself, and then I would probably go Burrow. No, nah, I mean, not because he didn't play last year. Okay. Of course, Burrow is like one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. Mm -hmm. But I would say either Tua or um, Tua Hurts. I think, yeah, I think, or Josh Allen, excuse me. Okay. So, but I think I'm like definitely top three, top four. Growing up, like, who'd you kind of look up to? Like, who were some of the quarterbacks that you watched and you were like, wow, uh, that, that really impressed you? Yeah, I watched um, a lot of Joe Burrow. Uh, that's somebody who, like, I. I watch like he like we kind of play a similar type of game. Uh, can make every throw, can extend plays, uh, really smart. You know, make make the pocket right, great pocket mobility. Um, so a lot of stuff like that. My favorite player growing up was Mike Vick, and uh, I'm not nothing like Mike Vick. You know, he's a dog. Uh, he can run his tail off, but I'm not that good of a runner. But he was my favorite player. And then Deshaun Watson was also a, I was a big fan of his. Talking to C.J. Stroud right now. Uh, when we get to this game on Sunday, from a quarterback perspective, like what else is there to say about Patrick Mahomes? But the conversation around Brock Purdy is fascinating. You know, people want to call him a system quarterback, game manager, good quarterback. It doesn't matter to me. I want your quarterback uh, cap on, though. What do you see when you watch Brock? Yeah, I think there's a um, there's a unfair bias on Brock because he's on a great team. But at the same time, to play quarterback and be in the Super Bowl, you have to be great yourself. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, this is a team sport. It's, you want great teammates. Like, I would love to, like, have, uh, you know what I'm saying? I do have great teammates to help me, you know? So, um, I don't think Brock is getting the right uh, treatment. I think he's a, a great quarterback. I think definitely he's a top 10 quarterback in his league. And um, he's going to continue to prove people wrong, you know? I, I love watching his game. It's very accurate. He's very mobile. Um, he gets – he gets because we're in a similar type of offense. He gets mm -hmm. the ball in the right – play a right player's hands at the right time he doesn't force force the ball um and and honestly there's nothing easy or basic about being an nfl quarterback so i mean i have a ton of respect for that guy and i think he's a great quarterback all right the biggest conversation with this super bowl is travis kelsey and, and taylor swift you think they're gonna end up getting married one day i i kind of feel like there's gonna be wedding bells between them too no comment. I really don't care. Like, <laughs> shout out Travis. Travis, my dog. Like, I know he's not worried about who I'm dating. So, yeah. Uh, no. But the coverage of it is wild. 
It, it really yeah, is. I mean, you know, it's what's hot right now. It's, it's the world we live in, and uh, Taylor Swift's a great artist, and Travis Kelsey's the best tight end ever play football. So, uh, yeah, Travis is a good friend of mine, and I have a lot of respect for that dude, and he showed me a lot of love and gave me a lot of um, great advice. So, uh, you know, shout-out to Travis and, and um, Taylor. Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback of all time. Um, you know, following Brady as closely as I have. He really liked Lamar Jackson a few years ago. He's really grown to like you. I know you have a little bit of a relationship with Tom Brady. How did you guys kind of link up? Uh, through a mutual friend, Michael Rubin. Oh, okay. uh, who, Fanatics. Yeah, yeah, and then Mike Rubin's been amazing to me. Just um, a lot of uh, a lot of leadership from him, a lot of fellowship, just being a, a big brother to me, and I, and I have a lot of love for Rube. Um, and he connected us. And me, Will, uh, Levis, uh, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce sat down at lunch. Oh, at that rookie symposium, right? Yes. Yeah, we I sat down at you. lunch with Tom and, and Travis Scott. And they just gave us game, you know, for about an hour and a half, two hours. And uh, that's when me and Tom met. And we really didn't talk much after that. And then uh, we, I did his podcast um, after we played the Bengals, I believe. And I, gra he, I grabbed his number. And I've been, you know, in contact with him ever since. And he's a really great mentor. And he's giving back, which I appreciate. You're a humble guy, C.J. Stroud. But who was the, the one text message or, like, DM that you got this year? Because everyone was talking about you, right? Sensational rookie season. Who was the the one person you're like, well, I can't believe that this person just reached out to me. That you were even uh, struck with anyone? Hmm. Not necessarily. I don't really go through my DMs much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've gotten a lot of love from like a lot of um, rappers I used to listen to. Oh, that's cool. So that's gotten a cool. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. So yeah, I'm, I've gotten really cool. Quavo. Um, oh, that's awesome. With Amigos, yeah, yeah, man, he's a he's I love a, Migos. a great artist, but man, he's even a better friend, you know. So he's showing me a lot of love, and um, you know, just he's a great he's a he's a really big football fan too. So Quavo is probably one of the people that I remember that like, I met. I'm like, dang, Quavo, do who I am? You know what I'm saying? Why should you ever? You're gonna win Rookie of the Year, <laughs> but why should you win it over Puka Nakua? Who, if it was any other year, I think he would have won Rookie of the Year. Honestly, like, I don't know. I for other people to decide. I yeah. think Puka, me and Puka train together our whole offseason. Oh, you guys have a good yeah, relationship? Yeah, so that's my brother. Like, we hooped together. We went out to eat. Like, we were together for about, like, six, seven months straight. So, um, he's a great player. He works really hard. Comes from a great family. Um, and, I mean, I'm just super proud of that dude, you know. So, I mean, if I win it, cool. If I don't, I'm not tripping. It's like, that's, I'm not really in it for the accolades. I just want to I'm telling respect. you, you have... If I'm describing a franchise quarterback, you're right there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Because seriously, you say all the right things. You go out on the field. You played your ass off this year. But you know what's going to happen now. People are going to be like, uh, Texans are are one-hit wonders. They're not going to be able to repeat this. Why is this just the beginning? Why are you guys only going to keep on getting better? You tell me. Uh, just because, I mean, it's up to us. It's not up to anybody. Like That's what people are paid to do is to talk. We're paid to play, you know. So I'm going to go out there and do what I'm paid to do and, and try to execute at a high level. And, um, you know, if it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't happen. It's, it's People got to understand it's part of the game. You know, I know a lot of people want these clickbaits and all these, mm -hmm. uh, these videos where they're right or they're wrong. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, at the end of the day, I live in reality and – and I love this sport, and I have a lot of respect for this sport. So I'm not going to come up here and just tell people I'm going to be the, the greatest thing to slice bread uh, because I know that's not reality. Like, you have to put in the work. You have to uh, you have to be able to meet opportunity with work, and hopefully that matches up. And sometimes you go out there and you lay an egg, you know. So um, I'm just really um, excited for next year and for that next challenge because it's not going to be easy, and, and nothing in my life has ever been easy. So I'm really excited just to – play another year with my teammates and, and my brothers so 
Um, I don't really care what other people got to say, and I respect everybody's opinion. But, you know, it's up to us to go out there and execute. You got the awesome zip up right here with Visa. Yeah, you sir. tell me what we're doing today with Visa. What do we got cooking? What, yeah. What's on the credit card docket? So, yeah, I've been working with Visa for about two years now. And, I mean, it's been amazing just uh, what they stand for, working with fans and trying to help people maximize their potential um, and really just set goals and reach those goals. And that's something I can relate to being a professional athlete, you know. So um, it's been amazing working with them. And um, we really just want people to to understand, like, uh, their potential and get to that at, at the highest level and knowing that I'm in the same race as them on that journey, you know. So we have the uh, Fandium Panium uh, booth over there that I did the meet and greet today and we'll be around this week. So, uh, man, it's been an honor working with Visa. What impressed you the most about D'Amico Ryans, by the way? Uh, really just his aura, you know, his um, his personality, his uh, his vibrant um, his vibrant personality, uh, just how positive he is, even though, like, Sometimes he's not a negative coach, you know, like he's not that guy. He's not that guy to come and just like yell at you for no reason. He's going to just keep it real, um, but he's going to set a foundation. He's going to set a uh, uh, a standard. And if you don't meet that standard, you, still, you stick out like a sore thumb. And honestly, me, me and Will came in with that same mindset because yeah. uh, honestly, we didn't always have winners in the locker room uh, in our organization. And it took a while for us to get guys to learn how to win and, um, you know, to have the preparation the right way. And D'Amico has been at the forefront of that. So, man, I've been blessed enough to be uh, able to learn from such a great coach. Um, CJ Stroud, before we let you run once again on behalf of Visa, and you've been great on this show uh, today, and you had an unbelievable season. Marvin Harrison Jr., I think he's the best player, period, in, in this draft. No disrespect to any of the quarterbacks. And all we do is talk about quarterbacks. You were a teammate of his at Ohio State. Is it just like when you watch him, you just know that's going to be a dude that's going to be a Hall of Famer one day? Yeah, when you talk about, like, everybody talks about, like, the prototypical guy. Like, he's fast. He's big. He has releases. He has routes. Marv is – my thing, what I look for first, is he a dog? Like, is he somebody who wants the ball every play? And that's that guy right there, you know. Like you said, he's the best player in the world uh, coming out of college. And um, quarterback or not, like, I have a lot of respect for the quarterback coming up in this class as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you're looking for the most complete, the most polished, the most uh, NFL game ready week one to make an impact on the NFL team, Marvin Harrison's that guy for you. So uh, I'm super proud of that dude, man. He's the hardest worker I've ever met in my life. Other than my mom, probably, but yeah. <laughs> you know, so like he, he's just a dog in everything yeah. he does. So just a lot of, a lot of respect and, just proud of him. All right, I know you got to bounce. I don't want to keep you here all day. Last one for CJ Stroud. Your favorite memory from this season is what? I would say um, winning winning that playoff contention game against the Colts, and then winning the playoff game uh, at home, beating Cleveland. That was that was a big moment. Well, hey, best of luck. I can't wait to see uh, what's going to happen the rest of your career. Keep on proving people wrong, and thanks for doing this, my man. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. There you go, CJ Stroud joining us on Radio Row. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's take a break. We'll come on back and joining us on set next from the Los Angeles Chargers, Austin Eckler. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, welcome back in. It is Zach Gelb Show, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio. Now joining us, Austin Eckler, star running back in the NFL, and he's here today on behalf of Dairy Queen. Austin, always great to see you. How you yeah, been? Likewise. Thanks for having me, man. It's been I've been great. I've been great. How about yourself? I've been fantastic. Can't complain. We'll talk about Dairy Queen in uh, just a bit, but how do you kind of look back at, at this season? It, obviously, it was bizarre with the Chargers, but how do you kind of give me your perspective of it? Yeah, um, a lot of learning lessons um, that I've learned for myself just as a leader um, of where I need to be better. Um, and then you know, just learning how you know the ugly side of NFL can play out sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's unfortunate, but uh, it's a team game, and uh, you know we, we experienced a, a team loss this year as a season, and I know we're ready to bounce back. Um, everyone that was on that team, and I know I'm ready to continue to go forward. Now I feel like I have I have a little bit more that I've gone through. I feel like I have some saltiness from that, and you know I'm going to do everything to not let that happen again for whatever team I'm on. You know next year. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I was like, you say continue to go forward. It's like we don't even know always go forward. Yeah, where you're going to play. We've talked about the business side of this before. You know how people are now going to try to devalue you just because of the position. And then when you don't have a a great season, people are going to start to say, oh, Boston Eckler's slowing down. This is what happens with running backs. Why do you still have a lot of good football left in well, you. Well, I mean, that's what happens, right? If, you, if you're just talking in general, right, if things start to trend downward, you know, people are going to make assumptions, um, you know, and it, it's up for you to prove that, you, hey, you got to bounce back. And so that's what I'm looking at right now is, hey, we did have a down year, right? Affects the entire team, which affects anyone going into free agency that year, um, which happened to be me. And for me, I still got a lot of fire and really, you know, going into year eight, um, I'm in a position where I'm looking at what's the quality of the team that I'm going into as far as um, how they want to use me, you know, how, what's their offensive coordinator situation, what's the running back situation. For me, I'm bringing fire, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to bounce back because, yep, yeah, it was a down year, um, but it doesn't define you. I don't think one year defines you, especially when you've put, you know, an uh, increasing role of, of years before that. And so for me, it's, it's another time for me to go out there and actually prove that, hey, I'm still a dynamic player and can play at a high standard and, and be consistent in it. Austin Eckler here with us. Um, I thought that Brandon Staley should not have been brought back after the playoff choke uh, over a year ago. Mm. Um, playoff I, uh, choke. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, yeah. that's, that's it what it is, you know? Yeah, we choked, um, for sure. But for sure. <laughs> I, I thought going into the season that that, even though I believed in the talent on the roster, when you have a coach that I, from afar, sense a lot of people didn't believe in, that that could create a messy situation. Is that a fair assessment? Did the message of Staley just not really resonate with that locker room? No, I think that's a, not a fair assessment at okay. all. Um, Why? 100% believed in, in Brandon Staley um, from day one, um, and we were bought in. We were bought into the message of of uh, um, our our way, right? Relationships and competition. That was what Brandon Staley spoke. That is what he brought to the table. That is what he preached. Um, now it takes a village. 
you know, and he's been the lightning rod of all of the of all of the negativity that's gone on. It's his fault. It's him. It's all of us. We're all part of that. We all put that product on the field. We were all letting things that shouldn't have slipped slip. Um, the standard is, is, is created by the leaders of the team and the head coach. The head coach is supposed to basically guide the culture, which you know they're bringing in Jim Baharbaugh, who I think in the, here is good at uh, that type of uh, you know leadership. So that would be great. Um, but it's it's a village. So it, the the leadership we got to step up. You know, if I'm back there on the team. Our leadership has to step up in creating the culture of holding the standard, holding people accountable because it was lacking. It wasn't just Brandon Staley. Gotcha. Fair enough. I respect that answer. Austin Eckler here with us. For you, and I'm sure you got to think about it. You like you don't know what's going to happen no. in the next few months. But like in your gut, do you feel like you played your last game with the Chargers? Um, in my gut, no. Um, I think there's definitely a possibility I could be back, um, and that's because I think just where I've been, I know their situation. You know they. They're looking for a running back. I just moved out, and so also also did um, um, Joshua Kelly, who was right behind me, who's backing me up this year. Um, so I don't, I'm not closing any doors, and so yeah, for that, I don't think it's I don't think it's my last game. It could be absolutely, but no. It's kind of funny as Austin Eckler's here with us. We've talked to you when uh, the running back issue was very hot uh, in the off season. Here we are in the Super Bowl. You have Christian McCaffrey, who some could have argued could have been the MVP of the league this year and Isaiah Pacheco that's one angry runner mm, he is yeah. an angry runner I love watching him play right and it, you you said it's a running back issue it's not a running back it was more of a player issue of you know letting getting guys franchise where they're not allowed to go out and actually find a fair market value for themselves and find a, a home of someone who is willing to give them that fair market value and at least go through that negotiation process and so that's why it's a player it's not just running backs it happened to the tight ends it happened to the to the safeties it, it's just in general an issue that we face you know that's in our cba unfortunately that where we can get locked in for one year take all the risk and then also get an artificial number that's going to be your contract number um and so it's just something that we don't like we want to push back because we want to give our guys opportunities to go get their contract track and get a few years locked in but yeah it's it's important for us to see that we had running backs that are continuing to play at a high level young guys old guys right we have Raheem at 31 having his best year you know we have Christian who's go who's just in year um, seven you know having you know his year that he's having and so as you see you know it's not every running back but there are definitely running backs that deserve um, to be in a position to go and actually get themselves a new paycheck um, and we're going to see that coming up here with Christian you know after next year who do you think wins the game on Sunday no idea. Don't even care. Really? I just, I just hope it's a good game. Will you watch it? I will absolutely okay. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not playing. So here's the thing. I want my guys to get through their healthy and then also, right, just have a good time. I want it to be a good game and then everyone get through. So that's why I've always liked you because you understand the business side and you also know the work that it puts in with your story to reach where you are. The whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, I don't get why it annoys anyone. I think it's great for football, and I think it's great for them individually because it seems genuine. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great for football. You know, if it's bringing viewership, it's bringing new people, it's bringing the culture together, that's exactly what football – that's why I love football when it, when it comes to a fan side. It brings people together, especially with fantasy. That's why I love that because it brings people together. Yeah. So if Taylor is making an impact and, and their relationship is genuine, which, is, like you said, it seems like, um, that's great. And if it brings more people together, like, that, why, why are you rooting against that? You know, like, to me – that's what we need in this country is more things to bring us together. And if that's going to do it, and it's as simple as a relationship and showing someone on, on film of like, hey, bringing this music and this, you know, football life, these two individuals together, then let's keep going. Like, we should be rooting for that, in my opinion. Absolutely. What are you doing today on behalf of Dairy Queen? Yeah, here with Dairy Queen. So I mean, we're talking Super Bowl. So, I mean, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? Got to right? have some grub. You got to have some food, <laughs> you know, and Dairy Queen obviously is known for, for the blizzards. However, 
right? We're talking about the food side of Dairy Queen, which they have a new item on the menu, which is a super appropriate for Super Bowl. They have the honey barbecue sauced and tossed chicken mm. strips. So we're talking some chicken chicken strips. They also have burgers. Um, and so, yeah, we're bringing, it, bringing a new menu item to all y'all uh, at your Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl get-togethers, and you know, grab yourself a blizzard while you're going to pick up your chicken strips as well. So yeah, you can never have too much food, never, exactly. never too much drinks on, uh, exactly. on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out more, make sure to check out the website, um, check out DairyQueen.com, or check out the Dairy Queen app as well. So yeah, make sure you get yourself some DQ and uh, yeah, enjoy. The last thing I'll ask you, and obviously for uh, this game, the quarterbacks are, are talked about so much, and, yeah. and I find it funny how how much people spend voicing their opinion on Brock Purdy at this point. The guy wins games. That's yep. all that matters to me. But uh, your quarterback in Justin Herbert, he's gotten some of that criticism. I still see a, a heck of a football player, and I would want him on my team. I don't know how many more quarterbacks I would take over him. Yeah. Do you kind of just laugh at, at the conversation surrounding Justin where people just go, oh, he's he's an overrated quarterback. He's not a, a great quarterback. No, it's, just, it's the same. Look. When you look at our team, it's the same, especially coming off of this year. It's the same thing that, that I'm going through right now. Oh, Austin's, you know, had a down. Yeah. The whole team had a down year. The whole team had a down year. You know, Keenan Allen popped off, um, so there was an outlier he there. Pops off. You know, like I mean, he, there <laughs> and was it's a, funny they always say he's the most underrated player. There the was, league. yeah, there was an outlier. Um, you know, every once in a while you get there, but when the team has a down year, everyone's affected. Um, and you know, not even even Keenan that he probably could have had an even better year if we were continuing to, to play at a higher level as as a as a culture and as a as a team together. Um, and so. Luckily for Justin, he plays a position where he can play, you know, a decade and a half. Yeah. You know, for me, it's 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 shorter lived, you know, just as far as the lifespan as of playing running back. Um, and so for us, like looking at Justin, it's like, look, he's he's continuing to grow. He's continuing to make an impact. It, it's going to come down to more than just, oh, Justin has to have the best career of it, year of his career. It's, it's people around him also need to be stepping up and playing at that type of level, too. Um, and it, like I said, it takes a village and it takes a village to even looking at Pat Mahomes. Um, like you got to have so you got to have guys around you that you can you can at least right lean on and they continue to be consistent all the time. Um, and then also the coaching and defense plays a factor into it too. It's a whole team that that leads to the success and how someone looks. You know, Mahomes is out there playing defense, but his defense is showing up for him, yeah, right? Well, and that helps helps him win games. Now he said he, so, he said he could be a game manager as he it, did it against the Ravens. He said and, it. And so it, it, it takes a village. It takes a village. And so for Justin to continue to reach those new heights, it's not just him. Like you can't you can't ever put the blame in football that's why football is a great game that's why it's a tough game it's because it takes more than just a couple individuals that can carry the team it's it's so much more than that and, well, I, and go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say always appreciate your time yeah, always great to see you thanks absolutely. so much for coming yep. on and doing this Thank there you, he is austin eckler joining us on behalf of dairy queen all righty good stuff uh, by austin eckler appreciate him coming on the show we will take a break we got one more segment to play here on a very busy Thursday edition on Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay Convention Center as CBS Sports Radio is on location to get you ready for the Super Bowl. When we come on back, DJ Moore is going to stop by. We'll get his thoughts on who should be the number one overall pick in the draft and what is Chicago going to do with that pick. Update time first. Let's get to the act man, Rich Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, it's a Thursday inside the Mandalay Bay Convention Center on Radio Row in Las Vegas. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. And now joining us from the Chicago Bears, this guy keeps on just having good season after good season after good season. It's weird. I keep on calling him the most underrated wide receiver in the league, and he shouldn't be underrated anymore because he's been good for a very long time. And that, of course, is DJ Moore on behalf of Mountain Dew. DJ, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, being here with Mountain Dew has been a blast, you know, especially with the new Baja Blast being available everywhere this year. So uh, I'm just not at Taco Bell. Yeah. I got to ask you, though, and we'll talk more about Mountain Dew in just a bit. Does the underrated tag annoy you? Because like Keenan Allen forever has been the most underrated wide receiver in football. And I go, when everyone says you're the most underrated wide receiver in football, shouldn't they just then rate you properly? Like you're a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, the underrated te- don't bother me. You know, uh, I just go out there and do me, uh, no matter what the narrative is, uh, at the end of the day, being underrated, you know, when you make big splashes, you start trending. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. When you look at your time in Carolina and now the last few years in Chicago for you, what's been the biggest difference as you continue to just get better and better as a player? Uh, I just had a reset, you know, had to reset this year and, uh, it was like, I was a rookie going into, uh, Chicago. So uh, even though it was my sixth year, I just had to reset and just hone in on what I usually do and uh, do it better than what I did was doing in Carolina. Was that at all bizarre for you, the whole process? Like, we know Carolina, they end up getting uh, their their quarterback, you know, a year later uh, via the future in Bryce Young. But was that, like, bizarre for you, the whole process when the, when the trade did go down? Uh, yeah, it was a little shocking. I thought I was going to be in Carolina forever, but uh, that didn't happen. They gave up the trade uh, for the number one pick which made me feel like I was the number one pick for the Bears. So I, I was pretty happy uh, when I really got there. So uh, at the beginning, it was just like a lot of uncertainty and uh, a little scary because I've always been in Carolina. Yeah, it was really, you look back at the deal, it was highway robbery yeah. for the Chicago Bears. Like, hey, maybe Bryce Young turns out to be a great player, but now Chicago has the number one overall pick again. You guys got better as yeah. the season did go on. And uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, this offseason, as uh, there's a lot of speculation. You're, you're probably tired of the speculation already. Uh, I see a lot of it uh, between Justin and Caleb. So I'm just looking forward to really getting it uh, narrowed down to what's really going on. So you, you sell me on, on Justin Fields. I, I think the organization Wait. has failed him more than it's on him when you look back at his first three years in the NFL. But you are with the guy. You know the guy very well through this last year. Justin Fields, what do you think he could end up being as a quarterback? Uh, it could be top 10. You know, uh, right now he's still learning. He's still growing. Uh, as you've seen at the end of the year, what he was doing, what he was able to do uh, with the offense and uh, just doing everything that he can to put us in the best possible position to win. Uh, it was great uh, just to see him grow after he got hurt for those four or five games and then come back on the tear. It was amazing. What would you do? Like, Let's say you're the general manager. You're Ryan Poles. What do you do with the number one overall? Uh, shoot. Everybody know I'm a big Justin advocate. So I'm, I say we keep Justin and just keep building uh, keep building up the roster. So Marvin Harrison Jr. has been that player that's been speculated. Yeah. Getting him in that wide receiving room 
you know, I know that you'd have two great options, a great one-two punch. Would mm-hmm. that be something that would entice you? Uh, that would be good. You know, I'm always going to root for the hometown uh, kid. You know, uh, grew up uh, watching him grow up, and we ran the same track team. So it's going. It would be amazing to see him uh, be on the same team with me and, and just go out there and show what he can do. Talking to uh, DJ Moore right now, Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. as a head football coach. How would you know you? You've had a few coaches in this league. How would you describe playing for Coach Eberflus? Uh, he, he was motivating us and uh, keeping us all together throughout the throughout the year, throughout the ups and downs. So uh, it's a testament to him to just keep the locker room together and then the leaders of the locker room just going uh, and just emphasizing that message and just staying together. Are you kind of numb to all the change that happens in the NFL? Like you go from Carolina and then this was your first year yeah. uh, in Chicago now, right, you had Luke Getze. Now you have a new offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um, in Shane Waldron. Does this change? It just feels normal now, even though you have to learn all these new things? Uh, yeah, it, it's become normal and I've become numb to it uh, because I know at the end of the day, it's a, a product. Uh, what you do, what have you done for me lately uh, type business. So just having turnover like that is just normal. And I know I got to go out there, uh, produce what, what I can uh, before I get uh, up out of there. So like when you have to learn a new system, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much like contact, right? Yeah. You're even allowed to have at this point. How do you try to get ahead of the curve so you guys don't have a slow start? Uh, you know, you could watch film on where you came from. So I watched some film on Seattle and what they do and uh, watch the receivers and how they uh, were running concepts with uh, uh, last year. Did you see that clip yesterday of Jackson Smith and Jigba? Did, did you at all see that? Uh, I seen a little bit of it uh, yeah. about him talking about Shane. Yeah, he was like, I, I, is this off? It was just, it was. It, it didn't look good. It, it, <laughs> he it, tried to save himself. It didn't look good, though. It was a little mix, so I, I, I don't know how to take it. So I'm going to just form my own opinion when I uh, really get, get down to it. Have you had conversations with Shane so far? Uh, we texted, and that was about it. So when we see each other in person, I, I think it's going to be more like, dialogue and what's going on so you're easy to root for as dj morris here with us on behalf of mountain dew um obviously you're a heck of a player people want to see chicago get back to what they're capable of i think it's good for the nfl you being in that building knowing ryan poles who believed in you traded for you uh knowing matt eberflus is this is a big year for him why do you think this group and and what you guys are doing in chicago is going to end up ultimately working when we see the bears get back into the playoffs consistent? Uh, it's just a lot of togetherness. Uh, everybody's just one and they're on the same page uh, from the top down, from the ownership, uh, all the way down to the janitor. We all on the same page of what we want to get accomplished. And uh, you've seen uh, bits and pieces of that last year. And then to finish out the year, uh, well, we lost to Green Bay. But at the, the games before that, you've seen it all on a rise. So we look, we look forward to doing that. What are your thoughts on this game coming up on Sunday between the Chiefs and Niners? Uh, I got the Niners winning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm picking the Niners, too. Yeah, I feel like every person I've talked to this week on this show goes, man, the Niners have a great team, but I can't bet against or I can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. Why are you going with the Niners? Uh, I'm going with the Niners just based off of Christian. No, just a player he yeah. is. And then just knowing how hard he worked. So he's he going to try to pull it off on, on his own or, you know, the whole team going either raise up to the occasion or or it's going to be bad. Well, how'd you process the whole uh, former teammate of yours? Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore is here with us. Uh, his mother basically shaming uh, Olivia and him to go get a luxury box for a Super yeah. Bowl and putting that out on social media. I, I think Christian has two million to spare for a Super Bowl box, right? Oh, two million <laughs> is a lot for a box, but uh, they I think they got it, didn't they? So I think they pulled it yeah. off and 
Hey, kudos to them. I don't know if I would have spent $2 million. Yeah, probably not. I tell everyone, hey, operate <laughs> on your own. Get your own tickets. Don't shame me publicly in the media to get a, a nice luxury box at the Super Bowl. How do you look back at that experience in Carolina when you were with Christian McCaffrey? You know, you're a great offensive player. He's obviously an elite offensive player. What did you guys kind of learn from one another? Uh, just work ethic, work ethic and uh, just feeding off each other. You know, we did some workouts during the offseason together and uh, just seeing how hard he works and just – if I made a play, he would want to make a play. If he made a play, then I think I'd want to make a play and go out there and uh, do what's best for the team when we was in Carolina. You know, uh, at the end of the day, we was doing all we could, and that's what we did. So tell me what you're doing today on behalf of Mammon Do. Um, I'm here to promote uh, Baja Blast. You know, they went from just being at Taco Bell. Uh, now they're nationwide every day. So y'all got to go get it. And then they got a great Super Bowl commercial coming uh, this Sunday. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I hope everybody loves it. Are you in the commercial? Ah, I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. Un under a little embargo. We, <laughs> we may just got some special piece of information here. When you look at other receivers around the league, who are some guys that you just really respect and you go, man, some of the best in the league? Uh, uh, I give it to Steph. Uh, been watching for a while. Justin. Devontae, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, people like that. Uh, they, they just go out there and just do do their games, and uh, they all got different different ways of playing receivers, so I watch their tape. The last year with Stephon Diggs in Buffalo was was bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he didn't have a touchdown for a long stretch towards the end of the season. I think it was like week six, uh, his last 100-yard game as well. But what do you really like about Stephon Diggs as a wide receiver that makes you think he still has a few years of really highly productive? Uh, Maryland guy. You know, uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the right. big thing. That's You're a little on. guy. The, so, the Maryland guy, the, the McCaffrey connection, that's what I realized. Yeah, so, uh, no, just just seeing his game uh, always be the same and him evolving uh, from going from Minnesota to the Bills, it's been great. So uh, I still watch him, and I know he'd be – Frustrated sometimes, but that's the passion for the, that he has for the game. So with the connection with, with Stefan, I'm just wondering, with him going through something similar, being the guy in Minnesota, then getting traded to Buffalo, is there anything that you kind of learned from that from afar with, with your situation, Carolina uh, and Chicago? I seen that he had great numbers, so I was <laughs> like, shoot, maybe this is a, a good uh, opportunity. And then, uh, no, also Christian got traded, so yeah. he had a good, a great opportunity to go too. Well, hey, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Good luck the rest of the way. Hey, thank you. There he is, uh, DJ Moore, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. And what an action-packed show uh, that we had today. Uh, before we get on out of here, just when we look back kind of at that conversation with DJ, you know, I really think the Bears should take Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade that number one overall pick and continue to rock and roll with Justin Fields. But I, I think it's clear, regardless as to what I think, that what I think should happen and what will happen are two different conversations. And when you get into the will component of this, I, you know, I'm not saying I sensed it from DJ Moore because DJ Moore has been clear that he wants Justin Fields as their quarterback and he's going to continue to support and rock with Justin Fields as their quarterback until something happens. But you just kind of get the sense that even though DJ Moore may want something to happen or I think something should happen, that the Bears have kind of already made that decision. And I don't think it behooves them to announce what they're going to do right now because you're trying to get intrigue up there and, and kind of rile it up to see maybe if someone does make you an offer that you can't refuse. And there's already been reported a bunch of offers that have been made for the uh, number one overall pick. But at the end of the day... I don't think 
that we are going to see the number one pick come and go, and it's not going to be Caleb Williams going to Chicago. And then once that domino falls, as we've seen in years past, like kind of like with the uh, the Cardinals situation and other situations as well, once you make the selection on the quarterback, then you trade your current quarterback. And that's what I think is, is going to end up happening uh, with the Bears, where you will take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick, and then from there you will end up trading Justin Fields, and you could go to the multitude of options and destinations that we could all assume and kind of drum on up on where Justin Fields would be a good fit because I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I don't think he's great, but I think he's good. I don't think he's been put, though, in the best situation for all three years with the Chicago Bears. All righty, that concludes the Zach Gelb Show on a Thursday from Radio Row. We're coming on back tomorrow with the jam-packed uh, action show from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 p.m. Pacific. Big thanks today to Puka Nakua, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan with the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge that we did with them on the 10-year anniversary. You can check it out on social media, at Zach Gelb, on Instagram and Twitter, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Big thanks to Luke Keekley, Joe Montana, Michael Penix Jr., C.J. Stroud, Austin Eckler, and D.J. Moore. We'll do it again tomorrow, final day on Radio Row inside the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Big thanks to everyone here on site. Big thanks to everyone back in our New York City studios and each and every one of you for listening to the show. We out. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.